Who's the person you turn to when you need advice? The person who gives you confidence and strength? The person who's been your biggest support? The person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly? For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters Podcast. Podcast. Hi, Mama. Hi, Del. How are you? Good. How's your week been? (laughs) It's been a lot. Homeschooling? (laughs) I've learned a lot. Feels like a month. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> really does. Yeah, a bit more to go. And a few more weeks to go. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Yeah. So, again, we're l- grateful that we are healthy. Yes, exactly. So, we're going to take that as our positive. And in the meantime, I'm relearning everything in the UK again. It's great. At least you know what he's doing. Yeah. Up to. Oh, that kind of gives you a bit of an insight into school. What he yeah. what he learns at school. That's true. It is, and actually, yes, to think of it in a positive way. Yes. At least I know what he's doing on a day to day basis. Yeah, what he's capable of, mm. and how he's not capable of <laughs> or concentrating. How he just concentrating. Sit still. Mm. It's very distracting. I'm trying to get work done sitting next to him. That was. A tall order. I should never have thought that was going to be possible. Mm. And seeing out of the corner of your eye this fidgeting little person who cannot sit still is very distracting. But I'll get used to him. Yeah, a couple of more weeks. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> a couple more weeks and that'll I'll go yeah. back face-to-face school, hopefully. Hopefully. I think it'll be better for them as well. I think the kids don't like necessarily they they've embraced it but i think they would prefer to oh, be at school definitely with all their friends and yeah it's the whole socialization of being at school yeah it's not just i mean of course it's the learning, the learning yeah but it's, but it's just to be there. you know the you know the forming of friendships that they yeah. make and and they like their te- you know you can really they see like their they love their teachers oh. and it is for us. It is a nice insight to see their interaction and their engagement, and just mm. how much these teachers really do give to the kids. But yes, I look forward to a much quieter. Well, I guess you also much admiration to the teachers. Oh my goodness, they are the best. Mm. I appreciated them before, and, and I really appreciate them now. Well, more so, more so than yes, ever. Mm. Yeah, so a shout out to the amazing teachers out there and thank you for all your hard work. And same with the educators teaching at the ELC for keeping Mason occupied. Mm. I'm not quite sure how I would done two. Done two at home. So thank you for that. Today is part two of our chat with Erin and Wendy. And if you haven't heard part one yet, pause, head back and listen. So you get the full story from start to finish. And today is a bit more of an update on Luella's current condition. She will be two in September and she's been battling this since, well, effectively birth, but it was diagnosed at 11 weeks old. So it's been just a real uphill battle for the whole family to get to this point. What an amazing young woman Erin is, though, to forge her way through this condition and be able to be so knowledgeable and pass on her knowledge to so many others and also to her wonderful, supportive mother. Mm. Uh, They are just, you know, beautiful, beautiful mother and daughter and – how they, you know, rely on each other, and uh, and yeah, it's a it's a beautiful relationship to to see, you know, how much support a mother can be mm. to to a young woman who who is going through this, and yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. It is, and it's 
always the way you always appreciate your mum or your parents once you have kids. And I think no truer sentence has been for Erin and Wendy mm. because without the support, uh, even Wendy realises she's not sure where Erin would be because even though they've got some help from NDIS, it's been a real struggle with that part of it and it not it's not been an easy process and it's not been something that has been handed on a silver platter. It's been something that Erin has had to figure out on her own, which just doesn't seem very fair No, when she should be entitled to getting support and the support should be made easy for her. It shouldn't be such a... But just goes to show the strong young woman that she is, that how she's been able to, yeah, weave her way through this very hard battle and, you know, what she's been able to achieve with her daughter, Luella, and uh, and it's sort of upon all of her own basically research. Yeah, and... I would encourage anyone who isn't already following Erin's journey on Instagram to follow along. It's at little.lulu.love and she's just extremely honest and open about her feelings, the treatments that Luella has tried and is trying her incredible achievements at the Napa Centre. It's just amazing what is out there and and the amazing technologies and different activities that they do for her. It's really an incredible thing to watch. And it's obviously helped so many other families who have gone through the same process. And hopefully she will have her website up very soon. She was talking about that, which will be at least a bit more of a central Goes to go go to for um, other other parents that are going through the same, uh, whether it's here Mm. in Australia or in other countries. And as she said, she's not doing it to um, offer medical advice, more support, and what she's been able to, uh, how she's been able to navigate through Mm. this with her own. you know, research and just being supportive. So it's just, um, yeah, obviously going to be a very uh, um, important uh, channel yeah, channel to go to for people that unfortunately are going through the same as Erin. Yeah. So we thank Erin and Wendy again and wishing all the best for Luella. Yes. And going forward, absolutely. Yeah. And we just are so grateful for their time and their honesty and we do talk about postnatal depression so again if you are going through it or know someone who is please reach out to the Gidget Foundation or Panda and thank you again stay safe everybody all the best with homeschooling if you are and we'll be with you soon That really is what you're doing so well and beautifully on Instagram is just helping share your journey. When initially you started the page, what what was the drive behind that? Was it because obviously you wanted to share and get the word out? Yeah, um, we were in hospital around this time last year. Um, Luella was extremely bad. Um she was pretty much in status epilepticus. I mean, she couldn't stop seizing um, and doctors had pretty much said there's nothing we can do for her as far as her seizures go. We, there's nothing else. Like we tried and failed almost, I think we're close to 15 medications um, and they consider that once you fail the first two, you then have what's called refractory epilepsy, so it's un- it will remain uncontrolled. Um, so when I first started sharing about her, something just shifted for Mm. me. I had been battling that for almost, you know, seven, eight months behind closed doors, hardly anyone knew. And I just felt this need to share 
more just about what was really going on for yeah. me. It felt really cathartic to mm. put pen to paper, so yes. to speak, and kind of just write down my most inner thoughts because I'd been to see therapists and I'd been to, you know, everyone under the sun to try and help me. But when you go to a therapist and they know nothing about the brain, it, I'm educating them yeah. and yes. rather than them yeah. helping yeah. me. So it became a really frustrating process. So I just kind of, like I said, took pen to paper in a way and um, it just felt really good to share and I have no idea why it gained the momentum it has. Um, I am so grateful because it has opened up a whole new world that I didn't even know existed. I've connected with parents from all over the world that are in similar situations, um, you know, Napa as well, for an example. Mm. Um, you can talk to parents about what medications they've used, what yes. they're doing now, what didn't work, what is working, and just so you get a sense of where you are along the journey as well because, you know, I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemy. It is absolutely brutal in my eyes. Um, some families see this path as a real gift. Um, my daughter is a gift. Mm. Epilepsy is not. Yeah. yeah. No, no. And they are two very different things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share because I was feeling really trapped. I was feeling really isolated. A lot of people close to me didn't really know kind of how bad this was. And even to this day, some of them just really just don't get it, um, that this isn't going away. No, you know, yeah. this, this is lifelong. And, um, yeah, it's like a living death sentence to me because her brain is slowly kind of being killed. Mm. So it's awful. It's awful watching. Yeah. And and she's so gorgeous. She's, she's a beautiful girl. little oh, she's, girl. I mean, when she's when you see her smile, you oh, can just I mean, beautiful. The, her face. Yeah. You know, it's just you, it's be it's she's beautiful. You know, it you can see inside and out. It's just it is. It's really unfair that. It's very this cruel. is taken, yeah, yeah taken, it's yeah. Cruel. yeah. That's a really good word. It's yeah. cruel. Yeah. Cruel for her and for her mum and yeah. dad yeah. and for us. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, Instagram, I've seen a change in Erin since she's been on Instagram. It's been good for her. It's been really good for her being and she, she needed and well-being too. Yeah. She's doing everything for Lulu and I, as a mother of a daughter, I can't help my daughter. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm struggling because I can't help my daughter, let alone helping my granddaughter. I can with help and assistance and cooking and, you know, running around and looking after. Which but, I do so much of. But, yeah, and that makes all the difference, you know. It really does. does. I mean, Mum and Dad keep us fed and watered most of the week, which is such a huge weight off my shoulders because often I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. How are you going to do everything? You know, yeah. A regular household is like, oh, God, yeah. what are we having? But yeah. that added pressure, I, I, I don't cope with day-to-day -day kind of Necessities. necessities and functioning yeah. well. Yeah, um, but your mum takes the pressure off you, which, I mean, Absolutely. can't ask anything more than that. You're obviously a wonderful mother. Makes a big, it makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, well, yeah. we can see it. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying. We're yeah. trying, but, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's still um, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, and you just you just have to be there sometimes, yeah. and and then if you're not getting um, back from Erin what you think you should be, you're not in her shoes every day, yeah. all day. Um, the running around with, with Napa is is you know they're very early starts, mm. and they're hard on Luella, and they you know what they push this little girl, mm. and he. She's like her mother in that she she's just like doesn't her do what she doesn't want to do. Napa <laughs> <laughs> just going, I'm just not doing this. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, they, always, they do say that. It, it does happen and it, it, is, it is amazing to watch when you can definitely see those characteristics, especially the stubborn ones that, you know, you always think, 
You know, there's something in there. You know, there's something in there that is not lost genetically. Yes, <laughs> yes. Something comes through, and um, this little girl is, uh, yeah, she's she's tough and she's stubborn. Mm. And, um, but you know, we have great faith in her, and we have great faith in her mum and dad, and and Napa, and all the other help that you know, hopefully, is going to be forthcoming that we can yeah, tap into somewhere yes. along the line, and. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's the beauty of, in a way, of you releasing sort of everything to the world. It obviously helps you mentally, but also yeah. the co- way that the world communicates now, it's it makes it so oh. much smaller. So at least if there's something new to try and likewise, if you hear from a parent, as you say, just because it didn't work for Luella doesn't yeah. mean it won't work for them. And I think yeah. having that network across the world makes a huge difference because if it's something that's so rare, you, you know, just looking into like into Australia isn't necessarily going to get you a, a network that you need. No. So, no, it's very small numbers diagnosed yeah. in Australia each year, and it's often misdiagnosed for other other things. Um, so it's often dismissed. I mean, I think they say one in thirty thousand GPs will come across. Infantile spasms in their career. Our, our GP had never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So oh it, my god! You know, it's, it's not that frequent. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me as well, people just give you a daily boost. They just remind you that you're doing a good job, or and it's just stuff. As a special needs mum, you need to, you do need to hear it daily, even if it's from a stranger. And all, I mean, I want to say 99.9% of the time, the feedback I get from Instagram is of pure love and mm. it helps, it keeps me going. Yes. Um, because everyone is so supportive, everyone is so loving. I'm so grateful for the little community that we have there. Um, and it's all very well as a mum, me saying to Erin, you know, you're doing a great job. Yeah. You know, you're so strong and, you know, you're doing everything you can. It's not falling on deaf ears, don't get me wrong, mm. but having it validated yes. by strangers yeah. who can only see what they see and read on Instagram yeah. is, yeah, it means, is, a lot. Is, yes. means something to Erin and gives her a boost that, you know, yeah. Beyond, yes, family. beyond, yes, beyond what you could give, yes. At the same time, obviously, it's worked the reverse that you've obviously have been a wonderful support to all other, as you say, even new mothers that mm. have children that have been diagnosed with it. So, you know, I try. Yeah, I mean, I, I really try to give them that space, and you know, sometimes it's hard because I don't always have the time and the energy. But mm. you know, if parents are worried, I say to them, "Look, you can send me some footage if you want to. I'm not a doctor, but you know, I, I think I'm pretty good at picking it." Yes. Um, and you know, there was a, a little boy not too long ago where she said, "Oh, I think it's it's infantile spasms," and I said, "Oh, I actually think it looks like this," and it turned out to be what I thought it was and not infantile spasms because it was something that is often misdiagnosed. Um, so such a relief for her, but had we not had those chats, I mean, you know, it's just um, I try my very best to talk to as many mums as I can about an array of different things and and just try and hear their stories too. It's not always the same as ours, um, but in some way we're all connected, you know, mm, so yeah. it's, um, yeah, I, I try to, to hold that for them. Yeah. And I'm sure they are beyond grateful for that because yeah. really. I think, I think they, they're they appreciative of Erin's encouragement the same as what she's receiving Absolutely. from Ben. Yeah. So the encouragement that Erin's giving these other mums, you know, it works both ways. Mm. Definitely. Mm. I mean, well. Yeah, paying it forward, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which uh, that's, you uh, can't do anything better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And what advice, obviously you do give a lot of advice, but what advice would you give to parents, whether it's West Syndrome or something else that, you know, requires special needs for their kids that's long-term? Yeah. uh, My biggest one is advocate, advocate, advocate. Um, You know, you know you carried your child as a mother 
that bond between mother and child is unbreakable and it um you just know your child like you you said before Jordana I mean you, you know your child before mm. they even enter the world so once they're here you just know them innately that small thing that you notice don't ignore it mm. um, and if 10 people don't listen to you well keep knocking on doors and keep trying to find people that will listen um, as a mum listen to your intuition um, I just I wish I had have listened to mine but I was so caught up you know, in a in a bad mental headspace with PND that I couldn't I couldn't hear that mm. that knocking at my door of my intuition saying this isn't right. Like it was mm, saying yeah. it, but I, I couldn't mm. focus on it. And you know, there's a difference between I guess intuition and fear. Mm. So it's separating the two, and it's really hard. But when it's something that just keeps playing over and over um, in your mind as a mum, that isn't fear based, you just feel it to your core, to your bones, then listen to that, investigate it. Um, you know, I'm in the process of creating a website for um, raising more awareness for infantile spasms. It's uh, moving at a bit of a glacial pace with everything we have going on. Because you've got nothing, yeah. really nothing, and no spare yeah. time and, and plenty of spare time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But um, what I'm hoping is that everything I talk to a lot of parents about day to day, I'm going to try and all put in. A, it's really just an information, uh, just a landing page where people can get a lot of not necessarily medical advice because I'm not a doctor, but just information that I didn't have that yeah, I wish I had. Practical hands-on advice. Yeah, because a lot of the information out there for infantile spasms is quite dated. It oh. looks dated, it reads dated, yeah. and I, I want to try and just talk mum to mum. So um, we're going to be doing some fundraising in the next couple of months, which is really exciting as well. Um, so, you know, once I've kind of got that going, it'll hopefully just enable other mums more access to more information you know, I'm always still happy to talk to them one on one, but I think it will just give them that little bit more of an easier, just, easier platform to yeah. to get exactly. to. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a resource page yes. um, that isn't necessarily medical. Yeah. It's really that about my journey yes. with Bella and what she's been through and the paths we've taken, so they can, um, you know, see how it can map out for a particular family from start to current date and, you know, make their decisions as they wish. But, oh. yeah, I hope it's a, a support oh, landing I'm sure. I'm sure it will yeah. be. Yeah. You know, a, a, someone did ask, you know, is there research and is there funding? And I think it would be good to have that so that there is that, you know, one space that parents really are aware of. And, yeah. and I think it's important to bring it to the forefront. Yeah, the researching and, and, and funding is um, challenging. There's not a lot of funding with epilepsy. Uh, I think that from memory, and maybe don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it actually comes through cerebral palsy yeah. kind of. It's under mm -hmm. that umbrella. So it actually doesn't get a lot of funding. And, you know, the research that's being done is mainly on medications. Now, for us, it's a bit of a challenge because Luella doesn't respond to any medications. Mm. So um, we're, we're going to look a little bit differently as as um, to where fundraising goes, um, a little bit outside the square. Yes, yes. You know what, can I just say, you know what else is lacking for mums in Erin's situation, um, not just with um, infantile spasms? Um, I won't mention the institution that I contacted, but last March, 12 months ago, so Luella had only been diagnosed about two and a half months at the time, Erin was in a really, really bad way. Mm. So I contacted this um this institution and asked for help for mums yeah. of little brothers mm. who were going through this situation. And do you know that it took them seven days to get back to me? Oh, God. Seven days. In that means in that in that seven days, Erin had crashed mm. and burned. Mm. And I said, you know what? You've taken seven days to get back to me with help. That I was crying on the phone. To yes. People yeah. Yes. Yes. And thanks, but no thanks. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now we're managing. We're we're doing it ourselves. Oh, that's I, terrible. I don't. I don't know that they had anything that they could have offered at the time. To be fair, anyway. But that's not the point. No. If there's you a want it to be heard. Yeah. Heard. Yeah. 
crying on the phone for help, surely there's someone that, yeah. you know, well, listen. Like yeah. or I don't know, somebody that they can refer you to to get some help and there was just nothing. Oh, I'm, so, was- I'm so sorry that you have gone through all of this and felt so alone, you know. I mean, like that's it's just so terrible to hear because you would think, you know, we're a, a, you know, very advanced country that we should Mm -hmm. be have the capability and the resources, you know, to to help, to assist, and clearly that's not the case. And then they had the audacity the very next day when I'd said thanks, but no thanks. Oh, can you please fill out the survey about? Oh, oh, oh no, thank you. Oh, oh, maybe not. No, that's that's definitely no. Oh. It was scathing, but I still got no response. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I am going to reply. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get really angry. Yeah, give it to them. Oh my god. I'm glad you're smiling. I'm glad you're smiling. You know, and it's it's nice that you can have those moments where you laugh. You, you know, you look back. And, and there are moments you can laugh yeah. at, um, yeah. because obviously at the time you you it's couldn't. Like a, I on at the time though, I wanted the knife. Yes. <laughs> 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 who, who can I yell at? There was uh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know you, you advocate the same advocate the same way the same way that Erin advocates for Luella. You're doing the same for her, and yeah. and that's. That's probably all you thought you could do at the time. So, you know, the more doors you knock on, you just never know. You hope, though, that you're just not knocking forever. That's that's the worst. Yeah, it's been a pretty isolating road, to be honest, you know, not only medically but even just, I guess, socially. Mm. It's it's very hard to find where we belong in the world. Um, I think Erin's lonely in this yes. journey. Very. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. been extremely insulating and when COVID has made yes. that. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. even more so. Fun, but yeah. also, you know, and a lot of parents in my shoes go through this where they, they find that the people they thought would be there for them aren't. And, um, yeah, it's it's a on top of everything else mm. that you're going through, it's another um, thing that you have to endure, which, yeah, it, it makes the whole process harder. So, anyway, we're... <sighs> Yeah, one one day at a time. Yes, that's, yeah. that's all you can do. Yes, that yes. is. Yes, it's it is true, and I think it is nice that you have still your parents to give you those break times so that you can focus on your relationship as well. So you know, yeah. a marriage in itself is impossible when you've got a newborn, let alone when you've got super hands on parenting that needs to be done so I think it's really nice that at least you have those Saturday nights or every second yeah, Saturday right. night I think yeah. as much as it, you know a social circle is amazing but at the end of the day it's always that immediate circle yeah. that makes a big difference family's everything yeah family is everything yeah and yeah I really learned that that you know we would we would literally be lost without my mm. parents and, mm. and our extended family um mm. Yeah, it's been it's it's been lovely to be able to be there, especially with Dave's parents living down in Tassie and oh, their, their inability more than once have had their journeys yeah. cancelled. Yes, and you know they were supposed to be coming in a couple of weeks. Well, that no, now that's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been pretty hard. It's been pretty hard, and Dave, you know, Dave wants to be near his mum and dad too. Oh, and of course. Sure. It's and you know both of his uh, siblings are in interstate, um, interstate as well. So yeah, you know it's been it's been hard for Dave. Yeah, and um, you know we the boys are my husband that is and and, and Dave are hopeful to get, do a little motorbike tinkering in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, playing, yeah, yeah, um, playing playtime for yeah. boys. Nice, very nice. Well, those break times do make a big difference. Yeah, for sure. We did have a couple more before we go on to our All About Us segment. We did have a couple of audience questions and one was, can you give us an update on Luella's condition at the moment? Sure. So um, we had an EEG. So an EEG is a uh, 
a brain scan where they put about 26 electrodes on someone's head and those electrodes pick up brain waves. Uh, and those brain waves are then sent back to a computer and a doctor analyzes those brain waves. Um, they are pretty frequent for her, so it's not our first and it certainly won't be our last. Um, in unison with that, uh, or coupled with that, I should say, uh, about a month ago, she also had an MRI scan uh, to also see structurally what's happening in the brain. And I guess now that she's had both the doctors look at, at both of um, those scans. So structurally in her brain, they can't really see much on the MRI. So think of it kind of like cancer. Generally, you can see something mm. very clear and it's obvious and they'll say, see that problem area mm. there, that's, that's the reason yeah. and we need to remove that. They can't see anything definitive. Um, MRIs are really only good at looking kind of they can't see the real microscopic layers mm. of the brain. It, even though the MRIs are, are sliced, mm. they can't get in deep enough. So doctors um, believe that she has what's called type 1 uh, focal cortical dysplasia. And what that essentially means is that the structure of her brain is possibly not right. It didn't form properly. Uh, we are in the process, however, of ruling out a genetic issue because genetics can also impact the structure of the brain. So there, there may be a genetic link, um, but we don't know yet. The, they do tell us that um, the outcome of that being uh, a genetic issue is, is low, mm. but we feel we should tick that box to ensure that we know we know as much as we can know as far as genetics is right now uh, in order for us to make any decisions that we might uh, about um, family for the future. Um, but her EEG showed uh, what's called hypsarrhythmia, and hypsarrhythmia is essentially chaotic brainwaves. So a brainwave normally kind of looks like this. Hers, you know, go like mm. that. Um, meaning, you know, mm. it should be a smooth kind of wave, but hers are spiky mm. uh, and they should not be spiky and they should not permanently be spiky. Mm. Uh, and they are. And what that means is that the messages the brain is sending and receiving are just incomplete and utter chaos. It means that she can't develop. It means that the messages sending around that are being sent around her body are just all being sent the wrong way. So her brain is essentially not functioning anywhere near like it should. Um, and hypsarrhythmia is something that you really want to get rid of. Mm. So what we're doing is probably starting another course of steroids. Doctors don't really know why, but um, steroids, well, steroids have an anti-inflammatory result. Yeah. So um, when given for epilepsy, it tends to, De reduce the inflammation in the brain. Um, in Luella's case, it has helped get rid of that hypsarrhythmia in the past. So the plan is to put her on steroids again and um, they are hoping to do what's called a PET scan, P-E-T, mm, yeah. mm. uh, and that's like an in-depth um, MRI. But, again, it still may not show us anything. She's had two of these prior and they've shown nothing. Mm. Um, but what is really frustrating is... The PET scan works by a radioactive dye being injected into the brain, or into the body, and then it yeah. soaks into the brain and it looks at how glucose and all sorts of different things work in the brain. So it gives a different picture than an MRI. Um, but if you have seizures at the time of the uptake of that dye, you get a false reading. Mm. Oh. So mm. The amount of spasms that Luella is having, the one test that she can have to see in her brain in order to determine what we can do requires her not to have mm. epilepsy, mm. which is just insane, and it's the only option. There's nothing else, nothing. So um, we are hoping that with the steroids, that will reduce the inflammation, that will keep the spasms um, less frequent mm. in order for that uh, that dye to get into the brain yeah. without being disrupted yeah. and therefore they can get a better reading. Yeah. Um, it has to go under general anaesthetic for that. That's always pretty, mm. it's, you know, watching your baby being sent yeah, away. Yeah, when she's it's, 
you know, there's a lot of trauma around hospitals and things like that. Um, I, I, yeah, I really try to avoid them at all costs. I'm sure for her as well as everyone in the family, you know, that's impossible. So, um, you know, at this point from her MRI and her EEG, our neurologist said that currently surgery is not definitely on the cards. It's also not on the not not on the cards. Mm-hmm. So they're leaving it there for now. But um, because despite so she's left side brain affected. Um, most of her right side brain has taken over. So that neuroplasticity. Um, but it is under immense pressure because it's also battling all of the seizures because the seizures are actually jumping from her left hemisphere over to the right. So it's having to, um, you know, put up all its army to try and protect Help, itself, yeah. but, which is why she's lacking in development. So um, until they can actually find a specific ignition point in her brain as to where the epilepsy might be coming from, they don't want to do surgery right now because um, that surgery would most likely be what's called a hemispherectomy, and that is removal of the entire left side hemisphere. Mm. Um, there's very varying stats in my research and the parents I talk to all the time whose children have had this surgery uh, with outcomes. Um, some are doing really well, some are worse. Mm. So it's a very scary place to be. Yeah. Um, I don't feel equipped to be making life and death yeah. no. decisions for my child. I, I really don't. And to not have, you know, a, a confirmed, definite, yes, we need to do this type of thing from doctors, um, it leaves you in limbo. Yes. Um, yeah. It's a really hard place to be. So we don't actually really know much at the moment, which is, it's been ongoing. You know, we keep doing these MRIs, we keep doing EEGs, we keep doing PET scans, and they just can't find anything of significance that points to a a problem area that they could remove. Um, They assume it's the entire left hemisphere, um, but they they are not 100% sure, or even like 80% sure, you know, Mm. that that 80-20 rule isn't even in play. it's still very up in the air. So we'll know more hopefully after we do the steroids and probably do another PET scan and, um, yeah, go from there. Um, but we've been in these shoes before. It's, it's, it's not new territory. We've, we've gone down this path about three times now. It can often take time for neurologists to find, you know, these microscopic areas um, because as a child grows and their brain develops, it can sometimes become more evident as they get older. Mm-hmm. But it's a catch-22 because the older they get, the more seizures they have, the more damage it causes. Mm. So, you know, they often recommend doing surgery sooner rather than later. Uh, but you just don't know what outcome you'll have. You know, they say there's around a 75% success rate with a hemispherectomy. Um, but I talk to many parents and it's a real divide. It's a real divide. So, you know, it really is 50-50 from the people I speak to. Um, and no one talks about the families and the children they don't work for. Yeah. Um, and I talk to those families all the time mm. and it's devastating because they're just left to pick up the pieces mm. and those are often in worse positions mm. than they were. But, you know, <laughs> how do you know? No. You just don't know and it's a risk. It's a huge risk. It's it's not just minor brain surgery. It is Major. huge. Yeah. huge brain surgery um, and it scares me to death. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I guess in the meantime, you're doing everything you can and hopefully you do get more definitive answers. But in the meantime, watching what you do on a day-to-day basis and going into battle for Luella every day, I think is really an, what's getting what's getting her through and probably what's getting you through and, and everyone who's following the journey really. Well, she obviously yeah. couldn't have a better mother or a better grandmother. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, your knowledge is and wisdom is just—it's amazing. Honestly, I mean, what a what an amazing young woman you are. Honestly, mm-hmm. she is. Oh, yeah, because a, a lot of a lot of people would honestly just see that and. I've got and that. and throw and throw their hands up and oh, you yours. know and throw their hands up and 
you haven't. And not only, like I say, you go into battle for Luella, but you're doing it for everybody else and getting questions answered that other parents might not have looked at or opening doors that my parents might not have looked at. And yeah. what you're doing is, oh, it's a, it's a, it's really, it's hero. It's hero work. Yeah. I I certainly don't look at it like that, but I just hope that our journey can help others. And that was really the main reason behind her page to share and also that, you know, maybe it would help others. Well, Um, and I hope, I hope, you know, our podcast, uh, you know, will also spread the, spread the word, which obviously clearly it needs. Yeah, thank you. And thank you so much. I feel so grateful um, that you've had us on. So Oh, no, you're very kind. I mean, I feel so, like, now that we're going to do this all about us, it sort of, you know. It feels trivial. I know, it feels so trivial, but maybe a bit more lighthearted. Give your brains a bit of a break for now. Sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) So one word to describe your relationship when Erin was a teenager (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was a handful. <laughs> um, it was quite spicy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> she said one word. <laughs> That's good. One word. Erin, um, what would you say? I would probably say the same. Yeah. At least you're yeah. on the same page. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she acknowledges it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always later in life that you you kind of you you realize. Yeah, and one word yeah. one word to describe your relationship relationship in adulthood. I guess after having kids, I I would imagine what I would know that you would say, but I can't answer that in one word. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, I think you know up until I had Luella, I, I definitely didn't appreciate my mum. Mm. Um, I should have in the past. Um, it's taken me a long time and I, I, you know, I'm ashamed to say that, but it's honest. Um, I haven't, yeah, appreciated her. And even still sometimes now I, I, I probably don't, um, how selfless she is and how much she gives to us. Um, but it wasn't until we've been in this position that I've had, you know, a real sense of appreciation for mum. Um, and I don't tell her enough and I should tell her more. Um, but yeah, um, Luella has brought our family closer in a really awful way to a degree, but um, yeah, it's yeah, that's how I would explain mm. it now. And I would say our I, I really like the closeness. That's a word. Yes. Yeah. The closeness. That's that has developed. Yes. That um and uh, my appreciation of her too. Yes. That's another word. Yes. The presentation of what she's been through, what mm. she's going through, mm. what she has to endure, um, and acknowledging that. Yes. Really, that is, and, you know, it, it hits us every day. Mm. Even when she's not here and we don't see Lulu or, you know, that we don't see her every day, but we try to. And um, we acknowledge the severity of their situation. Mm, yeah. mm. And it's hard. It's hard. Mm. What characteristics do you think she has? I mean, stubbornness, I heard, was one of them. Luella? Well, uh, no, uh, well, of each other. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was going to say oh, it's definitely it. stubbornness. But <laughs> look, we are the same. I'm literally a clone of my mother. Argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> Always right. Always right. Argumentative. Um, yeah. Vocal. Yeah. Very strong willed. Can um, see why those teenage years was feisty. Yeah. 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 It was. Um, I think they're the same. Like what? Like <laughs> descriptions of one another are almost identical because we really are. Well, that's obviously that's why you're so close and and obviously yeah. you know just have the best relationship. Which is obviously, you know, at these times that has tested you, obviously, you know, it's very treasured and so important. I mean, as we were talking before, you know, to rely on family, you know, if you can't rely on family, who can you rely on? Yeah. No one. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, you feel for those those, um, young mums out there who have no family or families that are, you know, in another country. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Imagine, I, I imagine if, if the reverse, and I was living interstate. Yes. 
that helplessness that the mums must not go me easily. Other grandparents feel mm. for their girls, mm. all sons. Yes, uh, that you can't in this world right now. You can't just get on a plane. No, and yeah. I'll be there in a no. couple of hours. No, you know. No. Recently, we were away when Erin got, you know, the last um, MRI result, and you know, we were four hours away yeah. to get home to to pack up and get back here. It was an eight hour turnaround for mm, us mm, between the home call and getting yeah. home. Yeah. In the meantime, you're thinking, you panic. You panic. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You just you've just got to get home. You've just got to you've got to get home. Mm. And, um, it was it was hard to try and um, yeah to be there. Yeah, be there. What's the most memorable moment in your relationship? Memorable. Um, I just always remember Mum just being so beautiful, <laughs> like just. Oh. She was just so stylish and beautiful and just the most beautiful physique and she just always, yeah, I just remember mum just always being just beautiful. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. Isn't that lovely? I think the most memorable um, time for me was actually probably Erin's wedding day. Yeah. That's always Seeing pretty special. Being part of the the the, the day and mm. the hair, the makeup, and then the final yeah. reveal as such. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and the second day would be Little Lulu's birth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And who gives the best advice? Me. Oh, <laughs> of course, Mum always gives the best advice. <laughs> yeah, but she will listen. Uh, yeah, that's hard, yeah. And I'm, just, I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been answered for you. It's been answered for you. <laughs> What's uh, what's the best advice you've received from your mum? And you can both you can both answer that, really. Mum's just always taught me to try and stay really strong. Like she's never, she's always kind of taught me to, yeah, be tenacious and be strong-willed and um, just to kind of not back down when. Yeah, which so, uh, which clearly served you. Oh, yeah, very yeah, served mm. you very well in this. It, it definitely yeah. is now yes. in where we are yes. for sure. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, and I guess my mum probably gave me the same um, advice. Um, you know, she, as I said, she had seven children. She mm. had no individual time for any one of us, to be honest. Yeah, but along the journey of you know parenting. She had to. She had to cop it yeah. and be strong. And I guess you just witnessed that as well. Even though she probably didn't say a lot, um, you saw, you saw that she had to be strong and have strength. And you know, she had she had to um, support. Well, she didn't support us, but she had to be at home yeah. for so many children. She just had to do it all. Mm. Yeah. Well, you obviously a long line of very strong women. Yes. That's very nice. And uh, so, I mean, I guess also, how many times a day do you call each other? Uh, obviously, living around the corner from each other, you probably don't need, <laughs> no, you can walk around. Just, just scream, scream out the window. <laughs> we just turn up. We just turn up. Mum, Mum's got a key, so she's like, I'll be over in a minute. And yes. she just turns up. We, you know, I, we frequent each other probably daily. There's not a lot of days that go by that we don't see each other. So, um, yeah, for and it could be a whole range of reasons. But, um, yeah. That's nice. Um, every day. <laughs> and <laughs> who would call the most, do you think? Is it? Uh, early days it was always me in a panic. Mm, mm. Oh, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and me now, if it's no news, it's good news. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no I guess people... <laughs> Mum probably calls more now because I'm busier, so she probably calls yeah, me more yeah. now and I don't always get to it. But, um, yeah, mum probably calls more now. Mm. Is there anything you've always wanted to ask or tell each other but never have? Um, 
No, I think we've said it all. We've been very vocal. <laughs> we're, we're pretty <laughs> honest. We're pretty honest and upfront. Um, we don't hide a lot. We're not really that type of family. We're, we're, we're a bit more of that yelling family, you know. You tend to have a bit of a yell and then it it's out of your system. Yeah. It's fine. We'll mm. it out. And mm. we're, so there's nothing really we haven't ever said to each other, both good and bad, I'd imagine. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just probably want mum to know that, if you don't know, I I love you and I appreciate oh, you. That's so nice. I'm, I'm so lucky that um yeah you you raised me the way you have because I I just couldn't get yeah. through this without you. Oh, oh that's you so lovely. Oh my gosh. You know, I think it's been lovely. Erin actually in the last two years has said I love you more yeah. than all of her childhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Tim's particularly. Yeah. But, but now it's it's um it's really lovely to hear it. Yeah. I think everyone needs to hear it and um no matter how young or old, it's never too late. And no. I think telling, you know, your family and those closest to you that you love them all the time yeah. is so important. Um yeah, we, we do it all the time That's and lovely. it's it, it doesn't lose its meaning because you say it frequently. No, if anything no. it, it means Yeah. Well conscious yeah. Well, I, I want to say what an absolute privilege uh, to talk to you. I'm so sorry that you're going through this, but you have the most beautiful little girl and I only wish her the best of health, you know, moving forward as she gets older and um, and just obviously stay as strong, you know, as you can be because you're incredible, absolutely incredible. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, so thank you for your time and nice. honesty, and and we, you know, we we're on the journey with you, and and whatever we'll we can watching. do to help, you know, please please thank let us you. know, and and we look forward to seeing the website, and so getting the word out there even more would be, yeah, what we can help with and do anything thank we can. You. And we, I so appreciate the love support, um, you know, reaching out for today, listening to us. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for having us. No, so thank you for your time. Oh, you're so you're a beautiful mother and daughter. Forever hopeful. Yeah. Forever hopeful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers and Daughters Pod. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.